It is the iconic Jay Stevens of Locked On Buckeyes over there. And yes, it is the shell of a man. Uh, hi, my name is Matt Sheehan, host of Locked On Spartans over here. We're still talking football because we both do this five days a week, no matter how great or how not great the season's going. But hey, we got to match up this Saturday. We will talk to you in a hot second. But first, hey, today's episode is brought to you by Upside. Download the free Upside app and use promo code LOCKED to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Jay... Your, your team's doing great this season. How are you doing, man? Are you just, like, floating wherever you go? I'm doing well, man. I just told you. I got a new phone. I'm do, I'm riding high with that, the technology. I'm talking to you, which brightened my day. I also get to talk about a football game this weekend where the Buckeyes look to do what they do to Mel Tucker coach Michigan State Spartans teams, which is blow them out. So, um, yeah, I'm, do, I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. Um, I'm not trying to gloat too much, but Buckeyes are undefeated. They're about yeah. to be bowl eligible after this weekend's game. Oh, you guys okay. are nowhere close to being bowl eligible. So yeah. things are looking up for the Buckeyes and myself. And for you and the Spartans fans, not so well. Basketball season's close. So we got that going for us. That's almost like a month away. It's not glowing Another show. Another show. Let's, let's not okay. do that now. Kick that down the road. Yeah, that, that's right. You guys um, are better than it, us at basketball. Yeah, we'll see. Ideally, yeah. Uh, yeah. But again, these are future us problems. Um, yeah, but look, hey, it's not gloating if it's just the facts. Like, you guys are one of the two teams that are favorites to win the title. And, of course, we're not talking about the Big Ten title. We're talking about the Natty Daddy over there. And, uh, hey, uh, C.J. Stroud still has all four limbs connected to his body, and he's still good at playing football. Is that the, the rumor coming out of Columbus? Rumor. The tape tells me that. So I don't know if it's still a rumor. I think it's just a factual statement that CJ Stroud is good at the football. When it comes to trophies at the end of the season, he'll probably be holding up a few of them. When it comes to Michigan State holding up trophies, probably not going to happen. I'm going to stop with the shots at the Spartans, guys. I know Spartans fans are like, man, this guy's coming in hot. I'm in a good mood, man. I'm in a good mood and talking to Matt about ball. I love it. I know, and I'm not in a good mood, so, like, I really have no room to fight back. What am I going to say? Like, hey, we, we kept it within 20 against Maryland. Whoo, that's – I don't know. This, do you know what? Hey, let's cut to the chase right here. Let, let's do it. Jay, how does Michigan State win on Saturday? How do the Spartans upset the Buckeyes this Saturday? Because I'm going to shoot everyone straight here. I'm usually really good at spin zoning my way into any upset possible. Uh, this one I'm, I'm falling very flat on, very flat on. Do you have anything for me or or No. Well, if you can get a local high school to disguise their players as Ohio State players and you put the local high school there, maybe uh, a school in Columbus where it's a high school team, you say, hey, you got New Jersey's. We're going to East Lansing. Next thing you know, they're in the stadium playing Michigan State, those coaches, those players. That might be the formula okay. that Michigan State needs right now because I even think most of Ohio State's backups are good enough. I don't want to say most. A lot of them would yeah. start at Michigan State. Um, so even though a lot Most of them don't have much playing time, they would probably go over there and start at Michigan State. Some of them would not. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to be like that guy to say all Ohio State's backups would start. So you might have to go to a high school level and say, hey, guys, um, road trip on a Saturday, special venue. Can't tell you. Tell your parents we got tickets. They can't tell you where we're going until we get there. Yeah, it might be <laughs> that kind of formula. Um, I'm being I'm kind of being sarcastic on purpose. This Ohio are State you, football though? team is Are you, though? Like, is this that This team sarcastic? is good, man. <laughs> yeah. This football team is really, really good. The most astonishing thing to me this year is the defense. As we all know, the okay. offense was supposed to be explosive. The defense is playing at a really good level, um, border close to being elite. I think there's a few things that you need to, that they need to work on to be elite. 
even despite the injuries where Ohio State has had, has had some injuries at corner, Travion Henderson has missed missed the most recent game. The mm-hmm. Buckeyes' offense almost scored 50 against Rutgers, which it should have scored 50. The defense has has held held Rutgers to 10 points. Most of their opponents um, have have really all their opponents have struggled to score the football. So this team is good, man. And I, I, I yeah. can list players, but just watch the tape and you'll quickly see Ohio State is good at every facet of the game. So where specifically, like on defense, has it gotten better? Is it like the, if you could just award that? Hey, most improved uh, ribbon from last season. Is it the front? Is it the secondary? Or is it individual players? Uh, take take us to Buckeye Church right now. Buckeye Church. It all starts with the front six, not front okay. seven. The front six because Ohio State runs four D linemen, two linebackers. You got Tommy Eichenberg as a as one as a middle linebacker who some are saying is a future All American this year. I'm not going to gotcha. go that far. I need, he's been as consistent as could be this year, but I don't like making the All America type statements right now. Just just yet, just yet. Um, yeah. But it's really Eichenberg is still Chambers at linebacker. But you've gotten a guy in Zach Karras who has been around a while, who's been scrutinized. I've been very critical of Zach Karras's play. But he has been someone that's been a solid piece for the Buckeyes, setting the eight, setting the edge as of late last year against Oregon. He got cooked by read option plays, being in the middle of no man's land, and he sure. didn't choose one area. He just stood right there, and Oregon <laughs> went the ball outside, went the ball inside, did not matter. He yeah. has been solid. Last game, he had to go down a D tackle um, due to injury uh, to another player. He's played some D tackle every now and then in more pass rush settings, but it was more. Um, D tackle in rush, rushing times of the game, and he played solid. Man, you got young guys in Sawyer and Tuma Lowell, but I really think it's the front six of the Buckeyes that has really been a big piece and big reason why the Ohio State defense has been a lot better in 2022. Gotcha. And so, like, you know, just before you know, we get even more into the nitty gritty here, I guess, like. Big picture for Ohio State, like what's what is the goal here for this game? Is it just seemingly just get on the bus and everyone's healthy? I mean, or, or is there something that you still haven't seen this season, despite you know an incredible start? You're still looking to see a little bit of before you go into the back nine of the season here. I would probably say health is key. Like okay. remain healthy, and not say as healthy as you can. Remain healthy. Trevin, Trevin Henderson start well starting run back, running back for Ohio State. Mm-hmm. He missed the last game. He has not been the most durable player during his time at Ohio State. He broke Maurice Claret's records last year, but still yeah. wasn't the most durable guy there. Um, you, two of your top four corners missed a game a week ago. I think the week before, three of the top four corners missed the game. So injuries are a, a big key and a big reason why I say health is key in yeah. this game. Uh, there's another player who's a backup who's, who's going to get more of a uh, bigger role in this year's defense, but injuries have set him back as well. So honestly, I think health is key in this game to me because if you come out of this game, even if you win by 45 or 50 points, but you're down an old lineman, you're down a linebacker, you're down a safety, this is not good. This is not good sure. at all. Luckily, there's a bye week next week, but you're back where you are with a lot of other positions trying to figure out who's going to step up. Yeah, and uh, Michigan State fans know that all too well. Uh, first game of the season. Hey, we beat Western Michigan. Yeah, woo! But we also lost the battles of uh, lost Darius Snow for the season. And Xavier Henderson, he could he could be back this weekend. He could also be back, you know, last week in November. No one knows when he's really going to come back. And then not long after that, you lose Jacob Slade. So, yeah, we know all too well about 
just escaping game scot-free with uh, a limited injury report at the end of the day here. But um, yeah, uh, want to flip the script and talk uh, my Spartans next segment uh, after I take people to uh, the Church of Upside here. Jay, do you want to flip of the course. script here? Let's do it. Let's get absolutely positively nuts. But as you know, hey, Upside is the greatest app out there. Jay, from cringing at the pump to getting an eye-popping check at your favorite restaurant, inflation is hitting us all where it hurts, and it really hurts. Let me tell you that. That's why I started using Upside. Upside is an incredible app for anyone who buys gas, groceries, or dines out. With every purchase, I'm earning cash back thanks to Upside. To get started, download the free Upside app. Use uh, promo code LOCKED. Just LOCKED. That's it. It's that easy. And you get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Next, claim an offer for whatever you're buying on Upside. Hit check in at the business, pay as usual with the credit card, and then get paid. In comparison to credit card rewards or loyalty programs, you can earn three times more cash back with Upside. And Upside users are earning more than a million dollars every week. That's probably why they have a 4.8 rating on the App Store. That's a pretty good rating. Download the free Upside app and use promo code LOCKED to get $5 more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. One more time. That's $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more using promo code LOCKED. All right, Jay. How did I do there? Was, it, was that okay? Did I, did I sell you on Upside right there? Or, or ten skeptical still? out of 10. I have. Let's I go. told you I got the new phone. I'll flash it right here on the screen. That's I'm going to download it when we're done. Not while we're talking. Go. It'll get me distracted. But yes, sure. Upside is amazing, and I think everyone listening or watching deserves to take advantage of that free app. Matt, Jay. your team, my team last yep. year, I love had a guy by the name of Kenneth Walker III, who was amazing. Great player. I love watching him play. Great is a great w- word to describe how he is as a player. But when I look at the stats, and I won't even go to individual stats for the team, I mean for players, just go to the team totals as far as rushing. The yeah. team, your team, the Spartans, is averaging. They're averaging 127.4 rushing yards per game, only averaging 4.4 yards per carry. Please explain to me what happened between last year's running game, and it can't just be the running back doing things. It has to be the O-line as well. What happened between last year's running game and this year's? It, no, it is it is one guy. It, it is Kenneth Walker, 100%. And last year, he earned the nickname very early in the season of the racer because whenever the offensive line made a mistake or had an error, Okay, Kenneth Walker's taking that two-yard loss up to a 16-yard gain. Like, this guy can burn and turn, make people hit the Cupid shuffle behind the line of scrimmage, and just clown them. And that's why, like, you know how the Oscars, like, they'll do Lifetime Achievement Awards. You know, they'll give an award. So, the Heisman Committee needs to give a Lifetime Achievement Award to Kenneth Walker because he's the greatest football player to ever play the game, apparently, because he's the difference from what happened last year to this year, seemingly. Uh, The offensive line this year... Look, that goes without saying that it's been really, really uh, underwhelming is the great way to put it here. And look, there's injuries all over MSU's roster. The offensive line's not one of them, though. That, 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 and that's the issue here. It's like this is the offensive line as good as it gets right here, and we still can't open the holes. Well, that's not all game you can't open the holes. Sometimes, you know, once every blue moon, a hole is open. Jay, our running backs just don't hit the holes when they are open. It, it, it is a calamity of a run game right now. We have Jalen Berger, transfer from Wisconsin. It's been okay. Jarek Broussard, he was a uh, Pac-12 Offensive Player of the Year two years ago. Really struggling so far this season. So now we have Eli Collins. He was our third running back to start the season. And now I think he's going to be the second string guy and maybe even coming out of this game as the lead back now because we're just trying to find literally anything. 
I think you said what it was like 4.4 yards per carry or something like that for MSU. Yeah, I mean, that doesn't yeah. tell the whole story because they, they did really well in the first week against Western Michigan and then pretty well in the second week against Akron. Since then, when you've played big boy teams like Washington, Minnesota, and Maryland, and that's really thrown around the word big boy teams loosely, getting absolutely nowhere on the ground. And so, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's not good, and that's unfortunately just one of the long list of problems that we have so far this year. And I, look, I, I hate to do this episode for like the the hundredth day in a row where I'm just negative, Nancy, but like I'm also not going to sugarcoat anything and like paint a rainbow when going on outside as a Category Three hurricane. Like, no, it's it ain't good here. Um, yeah, so that's the run game issue right there. Is uh, Kenneth Walker is yeah in hindsight the greatest player I'll ever see in college football, bar none, bar none. You know. Being the greatest player you'll ever see in college football, ever, bar none, can also get a man paid. Because I do believe Mel Tucker and his agent, I normally know his agent's name off the top of my head. I forget it right now. Jimmy Sexton, I think. Yeah. Yes, uh, yes, yes. Mr. Sexton. Mr. Sexton got Mel Tucker paid. So I I think the Sexton and uh, Walker III kind of law firm need to, like, work for us to help us get the bag as well. Because – no Tucker yeah. got paid, and he needs to really give some credit to his running back from last year, transfer, mm-hmm. because that young man helped Mel Tucker get paid because I don't think he's going to – he's really coaching like he earned and really deserves that contract. Yeah, so he, here's how I'll put it right now, is that uh, right now Kenneth Walker gets $50 million of that contract. And every year going forward, because it's a 10-year extension – we get to decide uh, if five more million goes to Kenneth Walker or five million gets paid back to Mel Tucker. Like that's how we're gonna do it. We're, we're gonna start at the middle, okay? The, the guys are gonna split the hundred million evenly, and then we'll just see how it goes in the next two, five, eight years of the Mel Tucker era right now. But yeah, uh, does that extension happen without Kenneth Walker? It it probably doesn't. It, it absolutely probably doesn't. With that said, though, I, I'm still very hopeful for the future of the Mel Tucker yeah, era. Yeah which I know sounds probably ridiculous, especially if you're from the outside looking in. Um, and, hey, even for Michigan State fans, uh, there's a good contingent that uh, would agree with the fact that, yeah, this was a crazy extension and it's not going to work out here. Point blank, look, Jay, you and Buckeye fans know as good as anyone in the country, what makes a good football team? It's recruiting. And yeah. right now, Michigan State's players on the field – Look, there's only one guy that was a former top 500 recruit brought into Michigan State, and that's Keon Coleman, wide receiver. Yes, we do have some transfers, like Chris Bogle. He was a former top 100 recruit, but got him from Florida. didn't pan out there. Any way you slice it up, even if you do want to add those guys, still not nearly enough actual talent on the field. And how do you get out of that recruiting? I don't think there's anyone better to recruit for Michigan State than Mel Tucker. Right now, got a class, 14 kids, 10 four-stars. Okay, that, that is a already historical class for Michigan State. And if he can keep that class together in a season where you're probably not going to go to a bowl game, and if you do go to a bowl game, it's like the Quick Lane Bowl or the Duke's Mayo Bowl. If you could get double-digit four-stars to your program coming off that, you actually are worth all $95 million because you can recruit. You are an amazing recruiter if you can do that, especially with the schools that you're going up against for some of these recruits. So, yes, it's it's very easy to do the whole, uh, hey, Kenneth Walker should get paid thing. And look, I'll I'll entertain that conversation right now too, but long-term, I'm still hopeful. So that's, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll see how much of that $50 million uh, he's going to give to Kenneth Walker and get a chip back here for uh, some back pay. So, yeah, that's kind of my my State of the Union address on the Mel Tucker contract extension right there. 
that's, that's you I know i I don't want to. I, I know it's like trying to be funny and goofy and sarcastic, sure. all that kind of stuff. I That's do think Mel Tucker. Yeah, yeah I, I do think Mel Tucker is is a good coach. I mm-hmm. think that you have to give him give him some time. I think yeah. last year was a flash at what he can do at his best. I don't know what his low point is, and I don't know where the, like that middle level is. Or like let's right. let's say if like eleven wins is like amazing. Maybe he could be eight or nine or ten consistently, ten being the high mark, but more of an eight or nine win kind of guy. I don't know. Yeah. I know it's tough when you're playing in the Eastern Division, uh, Eastern portion of the Big Ten with Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State every year. You don't yeah. expect to get beat by Maryland, but that happened as well. And so you're in a tough part of the of the conference, so those things are going to happen. Recruiting is key, and I do think Mel Tucker can win over the hearts of moms and dads everywhere on the yeah. recruiting trail as – as you alluded to, was it four, you say 10 four-star kids? Yeah, 10, ten four-stars right now in the class I, so far. Mad, so, I, I yeah. get that. I, I like it's a step in the right direction. He hasn't been oh, there very time. long. Yeah. So I can't be like, oh, well, he's been there for 10 years. No, he just got there. He's having a cup of coffee. I'll right. give I'll I'll personally give him some time uh to do that. What about Peyton Thorne? And I know the numbers say oh, one boy. thing. But yeah. I also have saw that the yeah. offensive line is struggling to block players. And yeah. so I'm, I'm, I'm putting all that in one group. I, I have one thing about the defense here in a second. But no, I'm really, fine. really curious about Peyton Thorne because if he doesn't have time, forget who's on the outside, he's going to be on his back more than he's doing the football. So I know he's talented. I know he can get the ball out. I, we've seen him do some good things. But that yeah. O-line hit him needing to pass the ball, which he's probably going to have to pass the ball a lot in this game. And the O-line's inefficiencies and in pass pro, I am sure they scare you and other Spartans fans going into a yeah. game against Ohio State. So it's it's that, but also, too, hey, let's just talk about the guy we, we just got done talking about in Kenneth Walker because last year – Kenneth Walker did wonders for the offense, not just when he had the ball in his hands, but when you fake putting the ball in his hands. A little bit of play action for you. And Peyton Thorne thrived there last year. So I think he is missing that aspect of last year as well, that teams would be so committed to try and stop Kenneth Walker on the run that that opened up the passing game greatly. And, yeah, of course the offensive line is not necessarily helping things as well, but even when they do give him a clean pocket, it's almost like he has PTSD of what happened the last drive and gets a little skittish in the pocket, thrown off of his back foot. You know, he, he, it's odd that he's not having great chemistry with his receivers this year as well. And it's also up and down, too, because last week against Maryland, his first half, he looked great for the first, what, 28 minutes of game action. And then the, he almost had a pick six, should have been a pick six, honestly, at the end of the half, and then never really got it going in the second half. And whenever he's at Spartan Stadium, oddly enough, too, he hasn't been good all year, really. Like Western Michigan, yeah, four touchdown passes, but he still only had a 50% completion rate. Akron, yeah, like you actually hope for a little more from that. And then, yeah, the Minnesota game, it was another game that was over, you know, before 10 minutes of game time even ran off the clock, and the offense just could never, ever find their footing. So, look, I, I was a huge Peyton Thorne supporter, like massive. Still am. I still, you know, like the kid and everything like that. But, wow, yeah, I – I would be a clown to say that, you know, a little bit more was to be expected of his season so far. So we'll we'll see what happens here. We'll, we'll see if he gets benched in the second half, if he gets bad enough. So that's uh, that, that's it's on the table. It's on the table. So, uh, yeah, here we are. <laughs> it's barely October and we're already at those conversations. Last thing I have for you, and it's just about the defense. I'll turn it back over to you as you continue yeah. uh, on with the show. But the defense of Michigan State, once again, I'm watching things from the Maryland game. 
last year pass pass defense was bad. This year, pass defense is bad. It, it, it's it like could, it's like it, a it could be record. Worse. It could be worse. <laughs> it's it's I don't insane. Even, I don't even want to look at the numbers. I see what the don't. stats like, but I want to see like, oh, where do they rank in the nation? Don't care. Why? Because my eyeballs tell me that they are bad. They are atrocious. How do you think? I want your analysis, your expert opinion on yeah. this uh, little thought here. How do you expect Michigan State to combat the possibility of Mayan Williams going off again, Trevion Henderson possibly getting his footing in the running game, or C.J. Stroud having a Heisman moment similar to what happened last year at the end of the season. How do you expect Michigan State to combat that combination? I mean, can I just can, – can an answer just be I don't expect them to combat yeah, it? Yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, look, I, yeah, I, again, I, I'm just being the most miserable Eeyore of a person right now. But, like, two weeks ago, they made Tanner Morgan look like he was like, prime Tom Brady, you know, it, it, to, to, uh, to Aliyah Tungavailoa, throwing the ball all over the yard. Like, the, for the weapons that Ohio State has on the outside – Okay, yeah, hey, maybe give some cushion uh, in in your coverage. Okay, you usually get burned when you do that, though. Okay, well, let's try to blitz a little extra here. We've tried that the last two weeks. None of the blitzes even get home. So it's like you can't pressure the quarterback. You can't really even press coverage. You can't even do cushion coverage. Like, even if you drop eight back into coverage, they're still picking you apart. So, like, when it gets this bad, because there's a lot of finger point going on. The fan base is talking, oh, no, it's actually this player. No, it's a coaching set. Guys, when it's this bad, again, it's everyone. It's everyone. It's everyone on the sideline, everyone in the booth. It, 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 it's a complete all-around mess. Yes, there are injuries here. And sure, hey, maybe some can be said that's why it is this bad. But come on, really? Like it, it, Those guys even played last year, and it was still pretty rough too. So I, it's, it's a helpless feeling. That's the best way I can describe Ohio State offense versus Michigan State defense coming up is just helpless. So, um yeah, that's uh, that's the ray of sunshine I have to drop on you, Jay, right there. <laughs> that's, that's, that's all I got for you because, man, um, my strategy would be put 14 players on the field and just see how many times you can get away with it. Like they, they can't catch you every time you try to do no, it. So, like, no, let's yeah. let's just give it a shot. Give it the old college try, and you know, just we'll see, we'll see. So, yeah, um, it's oh yeah, oh god, my kid's screaming in the other room. Even he's upset about the pass defense. Oh, this is not going well. Yeah, see, this now everyone in this house is upset. Um, Jay, prediction for the game. Uh, just I, I, the question should be, Jay, just say a big number. <laughs> just say a big number. Well, I checked earlier in the week for those of you that are betting, and I saw that the yep. Buckeyes were favored twenty five at twenty five and a half points. I don't know if it's gone up. My guess is it probably has. It could be close to twenty six or twenty seven right now. Um, I don't know if Matt, you're looking that up currently. I have no idea. Um, but I do expect, expect the Buckeyes to win. I would love, I would love. My Buckeye fan dumb would go crazy. I got to go crazy on Monday show. Actually, I'm doing a live post-game show as well um, after the game gotcha. on the Locked on Buckeyes YouTube page. Little nugget right there for you. Um, I would love for the Buckeyes to uh, hold the Spartans to single digits. Even if it's three field goals, nine points, it'll be the first time all year that they held an opponent to single digits. Having that happen, one in conference, two right before, right before you go into a bye week, Right before you play the Iowa Hawkeyes, I mean, there's a lot of positives with that happening at this point in time in the season. You become bowl eligible, great. Um, so I really would love the score. See, should I say fifty? Let's go fifty-nine to nine. Like I don't, oh, know, I don't know. I don't know if that's true. I, I don't. <laughs> oh, I, I'm not, I know it's a little high. I don't know if fifty-nine is going to happen. But I really think the Buckeyes can hold the Spartans to nine points. Um, and I would be shocked if they score 
less than 45 points in this game. I really like 59 yeah. is a high, high, high number. Um, it's possible, though. I mean, it, it, it is possible. It is. It's possible, but I wonder if Ryan Day is going to put the foot on the gas with the backups once they come in. Sure. He's, he's been known to not let the backup quarterback throw the ball, even though they want some reps. So I really wonder what Day's philosophy is. If he's going to let the guys get reps, handing off and passing the ball, we could see 59. If not, yeah. we could see 45. I just don't see the Spartans getting outside of single digits in this game because I think the Buckeye defense is hungry and trying to prove to the country that they are elite, just like the Buckeye offense is elite. Yeah, and that's the only thing I can maybe keep within that 26-point spread, which that is, that is what it's at right now. It is 26 right now. BetOnline.net, if I could shout them out really quick. Um, Good people, that's maybe Good people. Yeah, oh, the best, the best. And so that's the only thing that can maybe save Michigan State from this being a complete colossal Chernobyl-level meltdown here is the, the backups playing and then, yeah, them running the ball over and over again. Because, look, Michigan State's run defense, like, isn't terrible. So, like, th- that's that's pretty much maybe what the only good thing that we have going for us is that the running defense is fine, you know, more times than not. So when the second string gets in for Ohio State, can you can you mitigate the damage on the scoreboard that you're having? Um, again, the Michigan State offense, that whole side of the equation is that's going to be hard to figure out because yeah, Ohio State's defense is very good. Also, our passing game so inconsistent. If it's that bad, though, do we go to our backup quarterback? How does he look? So like, this is a long way of me saying I think Ohio State still does cover. Give me something like fifty-two to thirteen or seventeen or something like that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah it's um. It's it's, it's going to be a big one here. You know what? Hey, no, there's actually no. There's only two. Uh, there's actually a second reason to feel okay about this game. How is it, how is it legal to not have your first road game of the season until October eighth? How how have you guys been able to pull that con off? That's incredible. How is it legal it's that incredible. Michigan has had Fox broadcast what four or five <laughs> games in a row and on Big Noon? How is that legal? Yes, how are the Wolverines crazy. getting so much love right now? Explain oh, that man. one to me. I don't get it. I understand. Uh, Look, I get you. You just you lit a fire under me. Why in the world? Good. Good. I understand Ohio State, Notre Dame, ABC, Week One. I get that yeah. being in prime time. But how in the world? How do you not put Wisconsin? Oh, I, I forget who he, I forget who Michigan played when Ohio State played Wisconsin. Wisconsin's also a trash football team. But yeah. how do you not – like, Fox, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense yeah. at all. Like, your first Ohio State big noon game will be after the bye week. Make it make sense to me. I, I can't. It, do, it doesn't. I know you want to show uh, Gus, uh, Gus Johnson love. He's from he's from Michigan. I get all that stuff. Don't care. He's a, he's a season ticket holder for Forget Michigan. Them. Yeah. yeah. Him, him and Joel Clatter are season ticket holder donors for the University of Michigan program. So, of course – well, also, too, it's like, hey, well, hey, at least they, when they hit the road, they got to go to Kinnick. Surely that'll be like a night game. That's always spite. Noon. High, high noon. 11 a.m. Central time, actually, if you want to be technical about it, over yeah. in Iowa. So it's like, yeah. oh, even when they're hitting the road, they're catching breaks. So, yeah. yeah. Whatever. Whatever. It is what it is. But Dude, hey, imagine, it, it, wait, I know we're getting this. I know we're getting off, off the rails here. But imagine whenever the these new, uh, the new uh, TV deals go into effect. And then you have to figure out who the night game is going to be. But the best game is going to be at 12 o'clock anyway, which I'm like, wait. So you mean to tell me the best game of the day is at 12? And then NBC right. is going to get whoever's up at night? Make it make sense to me. I mean, I still don't understand that. Night games are night games for a reason. Allow them yeah. to be night games and be the best yes. games. Will Fox switch NBC? Probably not. 
But yeah. I do bet you that night game is going to get a lot of eyeballs because it's going to be right after Notre Dame plays. plays. So I get it. I understand it. But I still would love for the best game of the day to be at night because it's better for everybody involved. It's not a lot to ask for. I didn't think so, at least. I don't think that's a lot to ask for. So no. there, there no. you have it. So, well, this uh, this game's at 4 p.m. Saturday, ABC for the whole nation to see, which I'm just tickled pink about. Um, I, God, I, I would have put this on c-span eight if it was up to me but uh here we are. <laughs> abc 4 p.m uh jay as always man a, a complete pleasure talking to uh not not just the great host of locked on buckeyes but the golden voice of the locked on podcast network just you're the best jay you're the absolute best speechless man speechless the golden voice i appreciate the kind words uh, i am i've gotten that compliment quite a lot a lot about the pipes that i have been blessed with and uh i'm I appreciate people that recognize them, but also I do understand that I, something special here. And people, yeah. can, people can check it out five days a week at Locked on Buckeyes. The pipes that he's talking about, they're right there on the YouTube. Check out Locked on Buckeyes five days, five days a week, just like Locked on Spartans. Check them out five days a week. And uh, keep the just check the shows out. They're pretty good. Yeah, I, I, I like to think so. But, uh, hey, you know what? We'll, we'll leave the, the show on this. We're going to break bread right here. Both uh, fan bases will rejoice in this. Screw Michigan. All right, everyone enjoy the rest of your week. Uh, Love you all. Bang.